The Torah tells us that Esav saw how Yitzchak guided Yaakov to marry and that influenced his own choices for marriage. What exactly did he see and how exactly did it influence him? The specifics of how Rashi explains this particular section will give us a tremendous amount of insight. So in Pasuk, at the end of the parasha, when the Pasuk tells us that Yaakov listened to his father and he went to Badan Aram, is Rashi Mepharish. Rashi says a very interesting thing. If the verit of Ayishma Yaakov, he quotes those two words that Yaakov listened, and then he says it's actually not about Yaakov. This is linked to what was written just before, which is that Esav saw that Yitzchak had blessed Yaakov. And he sent him to Padan Aram. And the fact that Yitzchak disapproved of the daughters of Canaan. And therefore, he went to Yishmael to find a wife. So, Lenin and Gepashas, what's the simple meaning of Rashi over here? But Rashi, Rashi wants to clarify for us that this pastor can't be talking about Yaakov. By telling us that Yaakov listened to Yitzchak, the Torah is not telling us that Yaakov listened to Yitzchak. As Yaakov that Yaakov followed his father's, his father's instructions went to Padan Aram, because that Torah already told us before. Torah already told us that Yitzchak sent Yaakov and he went. So we already know that Yaakov listened to Yitzchak. Why then is it saying Vayishma again? So look at the context, the Psukim immediately before and after this statement by Yishma Yaakov are all in the context of Esav's perception and behavior. Therefore Rashi explains that this Vayishma Yaakov is part of what Esav saw, which is already described from the previous Pasuk. The Pasuk is another detail of what ya- of what Esav saw and wh- what influenced his behavior. That's what Rashi is telling us, and that's going to raise four questions about this. First of all, Rashi surely could have done this much simpler. He could have uh, he could have spoken much more briefly. This point that Rashi makes, that Vayishma Yaakov is part of the bigger picture that Esav saw, which influenced his decision. Rashi could have said it briefly. Vayishma Yaakov is linked to the earlier part of Vayar Esav, and that's it. Why does Rashi repeat all the details of what Esav saw? He saw that Yaakov listened. He saw that Yaakov went to Padan Aram. He saw that the daughters of Canaan are no good. Why do we need all that information? And that information is already in the Torah itself. Question number two. Rashi seems to miss a very important point. The Pasuk tells us that there was another detail Esav saw, which was that Yitzchak instructed Yaakov, don't marry a girl from Canaan. Why doesn't Rashi include that in his commentary? Completely ignores what seems to be a really important piece of information, which is, go, uh, you know, Dafka, don't marry a girl from Canaan. Also, Gimel. One of the details that this Vayishma Yaakov is linked to. Surely the logic is, okay, so Vayishma Yaakov, as Rashi says, is linked to information about what Esav noticed earlier. Right? It's, it's attached to what was written earlier in the Torah. So you'd expect that whatever Rashi is going to discuss must be things that happened before Vayishma Yaakov. That's what you'd expect, right? 
But the actual part where Yaakov listens to his father, that's not Inyan Shalmaila. Shouldn't be discussed over here. And especially the part that Yaakov, that, sorry, that Esav notices that the daughters of Canaan are, are objectionable to Yitzchak. That's something which only comes later. Rashi is telling us Vayishma Yaakov is attached to information that comes earlier. Why mention a later piece of information? And lastly, Dalet Nochme Pele is what's even more surprising is that Rashi includes, was Rashi is Messiah, Baholaka Muhel Yishmol, that Esav went to Yishmol to find a wife. That's not one of the details of what Esav saw, because Rashi is saying, we're going to talk over here about things that Esav noticed. Well, going to Yishmol is not something he noticed, it's something he did because of what he noticed. When he realized that Yitzchak does not approve of the Knani girls, then he went to Yishmol. You can't tell us that, well, Rashi wants to explain by telling us that Esav went to marry somebody from Yishmol. He wants to explain to us that uh, uh, that the Esav, what Esav noticed, caused him, right? He noticed all these things that uh, how Yitzchak guided Yaakov and what Yitzchak's attitude was towards the Pnei's clan, and that caused Esav to go to Yishmol. And that's why Rashi gives us all these details. Well, you can't tell me that Rashi's quoting all these details so we'll realize why Esav decides to marry a daughter of Yishmoel. We don't need Rashi for this. We could work it out on our own. We read the story. We see that Esav notices Yitzchak's attitude towards the daughters of Canaan. And then he goes to Yishmuel. We could put the pieces of the puzzle together. We don't need Rashi to connect the dots for us. Even without Rashi telling us that the Vayishma Yaakov links back to things that Esav had noticed as mentioned earlier in the Torah, we understand that all of the details related in the Pasuk, except possibly for the detail that Yaakov himself listened, are all building to what happened next, which is that Esav goes to Yishmoel. Why does Rashi have to tell it to us? It's seemingly self-understood. The fact that Rashi does tell us this information and he includes it as part of his explanation of the whole story that's linked back to what Esav noticed is means that the, the fact that Esav went to marry a daughter of Yishmael is relevant to and attached to and connected with the interpretation that Rashi is giving us. In other words, Once Rashi has told us what we didn't automatically know, that Vayishma Yaakov is part of what Esav had seen, including all the details Rashi gives us, then, only then can we truly understand why Esav goes to Yishmol, which is why Rashi includes it in his interpretation. Now, what we've got to work out is, what has Rashi told us? By saying, by Yishma Yaakov is attached to what Esav had perceived. What is Rashi telling us about that? That helps us understand why he goes to marry Yishmol. So in order to understand this, we're going to note that the Torah tells us twice 
that Asaf saw what was going on. The question is why twice. The Torah tells us once that Asaf saw. What did he see the first time? That Yitzchak had blessed Yaakov. He sent him to Padanaram. By Tzabal of Goyman instructed him who to marry. Then Chazid Ibe the Pasuk Nochamol Vayar Esav. Then the Torah says again, and Esav saw Kiroiz Ben Eskanam and Yitzchakov Vayerachaymer. He saw that Canaanite girls are, are not uh, approved by his father, and therefore he went to Yishmuel. The Torah is obviously telling us that there are two different perspectives or insights that Esav had. Each one is a different kind of perception, which is why the Torah would repeat it twice. And is, so what's the difference between the first time where he sees all the things that happened with Yaakov and the second time that he sees that the daughters of Canaan are no good? So to understand, let's go back to what Rashi said in Parshas Vayera, where also it says Avram saw the angels and then he saw the angels. Why does it say it twice? So what Rashi told us then will help us understand here as well. The first is literal. He actually saw, Avram Avinu saw the Malachim. Esav saw the instructions that Yitzchak gave to Yaakov. The second is, Awareness and perception. Avraham Avinu noticed that the angels weren't moving, weren't approaching him. Esau worked out, he understood something from the fact that the instructions from Yitzchak to Yaakov were to go to Padanaram and marry somebody there. In other words, the first Vayar is that Esau saw things that happened to other people. The interaction between Yitzchak and his son Yaakov. It's all third person things that happened to other people. Whereas the second Vayar is his own realization. He suddenly clicked that Yitzchak does not approve of girls from Canaan. This is no longer seeing things happen to other people. This is realizing something about himself which is relevant in his life. And this realization prompts him, as the Prophet continues to tell us, to have to take a decision, which is to go to Yishmael to find a wife. So now we've got this great insight that there's these two Vayaras happening, so we still have to understand. The Tachas from Gansan Sipur, from Vayar Esav Esdoch, to the Erklenen de Sibe, Vosot der Frit, as Vayerach Esav Lishmael Vayichach Goimer. The whole purpose of this entire section of Torah is to tell us why Esav went to Yishmael. That's, where we, that's what we're trying to solve. Why did Esav go to Yishmael? If that's the case, so then we just need the second realization that Esav has. He realizes that Yitzchak does not approve of daughters of Canaan. And therefore he acts in a particular way and he goes to Yishmuel. Why does the Torah need us to know that Esav saw all these details about Yaakov? That Yitzchak told Yaakov that he should go to Padan Aram and he blessed him and he instructed him. Why is that relevant? All we need to know is Esav realized I shouldn't marry somebody from Canaan, therefore he goes to Yishmuel. At the very most, the Torah just told us that Esau saw that Yitzchak told Yaakov 
not to marry a daughter of Canaan. Was from there, Mate Vahiyar, Fashtan, as Rois Pnei's Canaan, and Deriba Vayir Ches of Goyman. That would have helped for us to know what clarified for him to realize that the daughters of Canaan are no good, and therefore he goes to Yishmol. And Davke then practice Mashat Rashi, Mashat Canal. And as we've already pointed out, that's the one thing Rashi does not include in his explanation. So why do we need all of this information? And the answer is because the Torah is telling us over here that Asaph has a perception of what is going on which is different to what we would have expected. The beer in them. Those was the Torah itself. The Gan Sarichos is Fanfanatmi in the meaning from Bayerich Asaph El Yishmoel. The reason the Torah goes through all of these details is because the fact that Asaph decided to marry a daughter of Yishmoel. Although it shows us that he was conscious of the fact his father did not approve of Benoist Knan, actually leaves us with a gaping question. The fact that he wants to marry Yishmael's daughter. And he didn't go to the closer families of Knan in order to find a Shidduch. It's because Esau wants to show, I'm no less than Yaakov. I also want to fulfill what Yitzchak said. So if Yitzchak disapproves of I'm not going there. That's Esau's nature to show how righteous he is. Look at me, I'm listening to my father Yitzchak. If that's the case, if he's listening to Yitzchak, why is he only listening to half of what Yitzchak said? Isn't it moving? Yitzchak had dochon gizok Yaakov and nit nolay sikachi shab mivnois knoan. When Yitzchak told Yaakov who to marry, he didn't only give him a restriction: don't marry a girl of Knan. But he told him where to go to Padan Aram to the extended family to find a wife over there. And Yaakov respected the fa- his father's restriction and did not go to the Benais Canaan. And he respected his father's expectation and he went to Padan Aram. So now what about Esau? If Esau is so insistent that he wants to show that he's listening to his father's instructions, why does he only keep the one half? Avoiding the daughters of Canaan. We don't find him going to Padan Aram. So if he's watched what Yitzchak told Yaakov and the Torah feels that that's important information for us, and based on that he makes his decision, why is his decision not to go to Padan Aram and find a, a, a wife there? That's what Rashi wants to explain. So to explain this, that's why the Torah told us twice, because there are two different processes going on in Esav's brain. There are two stages and two types of perception that Esav has in the story. And each stage or perception helps us appreciate one angle of why Esav goes to Yishmo. The first thing that Esav observed about what Yitzchak had told Yaakov reassured him that he did not have to go to Padan Aram even though Yaakov did. And then, and the second realization he had, which is about the problem with Pneus Knan, that's what convinced him to marry a daughter of Yishmoel. Let's understand this. The fact that Yitzchak instructed Yaakov that he has to go to Padan Aram and that's where he's going to find a, a wife, Esau sees that as a specific instruction which is only relevant to Yaakov. It's that Esau's main on given as far as Esau understands it, it's not that Yitzchak's telling Yaakov that's the only place you could find an appropriate Shidduch. 
Nur am Mittel und Kälte zu bekommen, die Brüche mit welcher Jitzchak im Gebenscht. Esav says, Vajarki Beirach Yitzchak. He has seen that Yitzchak gave Yaakov a Brocha and then told him to go to Padan Aram. In Esav's logic, what Yitzchak is telling Yaakov is, if you want my Brochas to manifest, you have to go to Padan Aram to find a wife. The Pasuk emphasizes this, that he goes to Padanaram in the context of being blessed by his father. So Esau says, that's got nothing to do with me. On the river, Hotel Gehalten, as the Indian from Vayishma Yaakov Goyma, Vayelch Badena Aram, is an Egeb Loisa Yaakov. And so, therefore, in, in Esau's interpretation, Yaakov going to Padan Aram, following his father's instructions, is something that is specific to his story. It's got nothing to do with how Esav has to behave because Esav doesn't get those brachas. So therefore he has no motivation to look for a shidduch in Padan Aram because in his mind Padan Aram is not a shidduch destination. It's a facilitation for a brocha that Yitzchak wants to give to Yaakov. It's not a brocha available to Esav so he doesn't have to go to Padan Aram at all. So that original vayar, and that's why the Torah gives us all of that information, contextualizes for us why that vayar does not influence Esau's decision of where and who to marry. Whereas when Yitzchak says clearly, don't take a wife from Canaan, is in der vayar heben Esau, that helped Esau to realize, he then understood that Yitzchak completely disapproves of daughters of Canaan. And therefore, the Ribbon Hotes that is something which does affect him because he doesn't want to obviously marry somebody that his father finds objectionable. On the far that's why he goes to Yishmael. Now that we know that Esau's thought process is in two different stages, the one which excuses him from going to Padan Aram in his mind and the other which requires him to marry somebody who is not from Canaan, now we can understand why Rashi gave us so much detail in his interpretation. Like Deh Malam is moving the Arichas in Pirish Rashi. Noch Deh Rashi zogt auf so Ayishma Yaakov Goyim is nit hamaima amuzgar no mechuber unaprat in vayar Esav. The first thing Rashi clarifies for us is that when the Torah tells us, Vayishma Yaakov, it's not like it's pausing in the middle of the story of Esav to just remind us what happened with Yaakov, but rather it's describing part of what Esav saw and noticed and realized. Once Rashi's told us that, then, So then Rashi says, before these words, Vayishma Yaakov, because remember, Vayishma Yaakov is linked to what came before. What came before? An instruction that Yitzchak gave Yaakov, don't marry a daughter of Canaan. Let's explain that. The way we've explained it as the that the first thing, series of events that Esav noticed were enough to convince him he did not have to go to Padanaram to find a Shidduch. Because all of those details of the story Esav was clear, did not apply in his life. So now that we know that all the other detail of Yitzchak telling Yaakov, I'm blessing you and you have to go to Padanaram is not relevant to Esau, now we realize that the part where he says, don't marry a daughter of Canaan, must be relevant to Esau. 
That's why Rashi has to tell us. The Vayishma Yaakov links us to the, the, the information that the Torah provided just before this. And what is Vayishma Yaakov linked to? All those issues that Esav observed that were, in his interpretation, Specific to Yaakov and not relevant in his life. On Rashi doesn't mention anything about the direct instruction, don't marry a daughter of Canaan, because the don't marry a daughter of Canaan is not linked to the first Vayar, the first perception that Esav had of what Yitzchak was telling only Yaakov. Actually, that Esau sees as relevant to him, in other words, linked to the second Vayar. That's why Rashi doesn't mention it here when he's interpreting the first Vayar. We have to know that from Esau's perspective, that instruction, don't marry a daughter of Canaan, is not part of the instructions that are unique to Yaakov. Rather, that is something which helps Esav come to the realization of which kind of woman is off the cards and cannot be a shidduch. And that, Kiroiz Pnois Kanan, helps him to realize that daughters of Kanan are no good. And Rashi then fills in what happens next. He goes to Yishmoel, realizing that Yitzchak does not want any of his sons marrying a daughter of Canaan. And there in this moment, the Dirk Lashen Rashi, we can also now focus on the specific language that Rashi used. Why Rashi brings up this point that daughters of Canaan are no good, Rashi says that after he's already told us that Esau saw that Yaakov went to Padan Aram. If you look in the Pasuk, the part that says that Yitzchak instructed Yaakov, don't marry a daughter of Canaan, is actually part of the conversation under the first Vayar, which is supposedly how Esav is seeing the story unfold. And the reason the Torah puts it at that point point is because chronologically that's actually when it happened. Obviously Yitzchak told Yaakov not to marry a daughter of Canaan before Yitzchak le- before Yaakov left. Because obviously after Yaakov had left, Yitzchak could not have instructed him. So chronologically don't marry a daughter of Canaan belongs before Yaakov going to Padan Aram. But that's from a, 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 a chronological point of view. And of course, then the Torah has to tell us, Yaakov followed through. But when we're explaining the thought process of Esav, which is not locked into the chronology of events, it's his thought process, then, when the Torah is explaining the two stages of the thought process of Esav, then in Esav's mind, the Vayetzav Yitzchak, that Yitzchak instructed Yaakov not to marry a daughter of Canaan, belongs to the second phase of Esav's logical processing. 
And that explains why Rashi, even though he's telling us Vayishma Yaakov is linked to certain details of what Esav had perceived earlier, but he doesn't only bring that, nor Rashi adds detail, because remember, we asked the question originally, why doesn't Rashi just keep it really uh, uh, smooth, quiet, uh, quick, efficient? Why does he add all the details? Why does he add the details? That Yaakov listened. And he went to Padanaram. And the fact that the daughters of Canaan were bad in the eyes of Yitzchak. All of that information is relevant because the myth is Rashi Oisen to Mazbrezain. Rashi wants to explain. Because what Rashi needs us to know is why the words Vayishma Yaakov and the Pasuk are specifically linked to where Yitzchak blesses and Yaakov goes or Yitzchak sends Yaakov to Padan Aram. But Rashi wants us to know that it's not linked. Vayishma Yaakov is not linked to the part where Yitzchak instructs Yaakov not to marry a daughter of Canaan. Why? Because that detail of telling Yaakov not to marry a daughter of Canaan is like in the thought process inside Esav's brain is only the second phase of his thought process and therefore only actually occurs after he has reflected on all the details mentioned earlier in the Torah that Yaakov listened and that he was blessed and that he went to Padan Aram. As we have explained, the instruction not to marry a daughter of Canaan in Esau's mind belongs in the second Vayar, the realization that Esau has that I need to avoid a daughter of Canaan. Therefore, Rashi has to add, even though it's not something that, that is stated directly in the Pasuk, but Rashi has to inform us, therefore, Esav went to Yishmael. So Rashi will have it clear for us that the part where Yaakov is instructed not to marry a daughter of Canaan is not included and attached to his response, but rather but is actually attached to Esav's response and the fact that Esav then perceives that he should not marry a daughter of Canaan and he should marry a daughter of Yishmael. And lastly, the fact that Rashi, in his does not include those words Vayitzav, even though the Torah does. So we've now explained when the Torah says Vayitzav that Yitzchak instructed Yaakov not to marry a daughter of Canaan, that's actually the Torah telling us about Esau's thought process. The fact that Rashi doesn't include those words that Yitzchak had instructed Esau to marry, uh, not to marry a daughter of Canaan, the reason Rashi doesn't say that, right, um, it's not only because Rashi wants us to know that in Esav's perception, that instruction not to marry a daughter of Canaan is different to the other instructions. The other instructions were only for, for Yaakov. And this instruction, Esav sees as being relevant to him as well. As we've mentioned, uh, that Esav interprets this as something which is relevant to him. But 
the truth is that as far as Esav is concerned, when Yaakov listens to Yitzchak and goes to Padan Aram, that's actually not even a direct result of the instruction from Yitzchak not to marry a daughter of Canaan. Because the way Esav interprets Yaakov's behavior, Yaakov is not going to Padan Aram to respect his father's wishes not to marry a daughter of Canaan. He's going to Padan Aram to get the brochas, which are contingent on marrying the right person. He's not doing it because his father instructed him not to marry. And actually, based on that, Esau thinks of himself as greater than Yaakov. Yaakov is self-interested in Esau's view. He's, he's going to marry a girl so that he'll get the brochas. And Esau is saying, and I am sensitive to what my father really cares about. And therefore, I'm making my marriage decision based on what my father wants. That is what leads us to the part that Rashi does include about Esau choosing to marry a daughter of Yishmael. The fact that Esau went to Yishmael is given Esau's advice and he wanted to illustrate He didn't only want to say, look, I'm a good, I'm a good son because my father said, don't marry these girls. So I'm not going to marry one of those girls and therefore I'm going to Yishmael. But more than that, nor Eich, as Ba'em felt he wanted to illustrate that actually I am no less than Yaakov in terms of dedication to Hashem. In fact, Esau believes that he's better than Yaakov. How so? Esau wants the world to believe that he was alive and awake to what Yitzchak wanted and was willing to do it without being told. And therefore, in his estimation, he's better even than Yaakov, who had to be told who not to marry. And even then was kind of interested in getting the brochas. Esau says, wow, look at me. I'm willing to do what, what my father wants, even without having to be told to do so.